another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island UK Season 9, Episode 4, Chris. Now, I know the temptation is to start at the end, but apart from that, let's keep our powder dry there. Where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, uh, I think we should start with... There's a little bit of friction there. We had Zara, who's obviously trying to discover who she likes in the villa. She got on that date with Ron, and she, and she sort of was chatting to the girls, and she just said, uh, the lads are coming over, and she's like, and he's going to, you know, like, your women, your ladies, and, and she ends up sort of picking Kai up. That was who, weird, that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very strange. <laughs> <laughs> but Kai's like, well, I'm just coming to talk, which didn't really, it sort of upset Tanyelle, Dave, who he's currently paired up with. Don't think they're going to be paired up for much longer. But anyway, Kai goes off having a chat with Zara. What I found really weird, though, Dave, if you've got to tell someone, not that you're a nice guy, but if you've got to tell someone how intelligent you are, usually on the highlights enough, because he's told Zara how intelligent he was, because he's a teacher, Dave. I mean, he is a PE teacher. I'm sure he's got degrees. He said he's got three degrees. He probably knows other subjects. But he was, I I don't know with with Kai. I can't work it out, Dave. He's a good-looking guy. He's tall. He's fit. He's got everything, you know, like going for him. But when he talks, because he's from Manchester as well, and he probably sounds like me, I fucking a toes curl. I just like, sometimes less is more. And I just, I cannot work it. I got that right this time. I cannot work out whether I like him or not, because whenever he talks, he talks like a fuckboy, like a lad, doesn't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it was in the right context, by the way. <laughs> but when you're talking about bikinis... And trying to make the opposite point, less is more, is not the right adage yeah. to use. Um, I agree. I, I, Chris, when I think of today's intellectuals, I don't generally think of PE teachers. <laughs> 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 but maybe, I mean, we're talking about people in Love Island, aren't we? So, you know, uh, let, let's see. I, I don't really trust Kai. I, I, I think he's a bit of a player. But... You know, he's not doing too much wrong, I wouldn't say, at the moment. But, um, I mean, let's see where that goes. I think Tanyelle's doing... Sorry, not Tanyelle, Zara. I think she's doing what she has to. What what I find interesting is, usually when they're sending in the bombshells, they'll either send in... You know, if they're not sending them in individually, they'll send in a couple of girls or a couple of boys. And so there's an immediate bond then isn't there so again i'll go back to season five when tommy and curtis go in that was it for the whole season then they had this little bromance and they'd always have these side chats you know strategizing about what they were going to do what was going on in the villa and stuff and you've seen that for, for all the other seasons as well so kind of chatting about you know how everyone's acting the the girls are all a bit nervous and stuff zara was saying so yeah ultimately when you're coming in as a bombshell surely unless you you're coming in in the last few weeks and you're gonna have to make a beeline for someone she's doing exactly what she has to isn't she she's yeah. getting to know everyone and i can't really figure out which way she's gonna go yet but with David, I think he, he's got his eyes on Tanya, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. And I, and I think with with David, he hasn't done anything wrong himself, has he? The, obviously, it looks like she, she spoke to Ron, was talking about, like, you know, 
we we need to do what we need to do. You know, I, I like, she says she likes Shaq. He likes, who's he with Dave at the moment? Uh, Ron, is it? Olivia. Uh, Lana. No, Lana. Sorry, Lana, the blonde girl. The blonde girl, yeah. Dave, who told us. I yeah, mean, we were, before we started recording, talking about your great <laughs> recollection of names. <laughs> And you proudly pronounce that you are normally the one who remembers all the names. And I've since proceeded to get everyone's name wrong. Fuck you, David. Fuck off. Uh, right, anyway. Touche, <laughs> uh, touche. Um, so I, I, think, <laughs> I think the problem is, like, because it's been such a, for me personally, because it's been such a lukewarm start to Love Island. I know Ekinsu was just an anomaly when she came in, when it was ridiculous what happened. But because of all that last time, I'm sort of expecting so much more. You're right, Zara's got to do what she's got to do. She, otherwise, she's out. If she pisses about and doesn't get with someone and lays a few markers down, who's she going to get with? So I totally, I totally agree with that, Dave. You're right. But I think going on to David and, and Tanya, David's done nothing wrong so far. I think Tanya, she thinks he's a good guy. She likes Shaq. We said that in the last episode. You know, she said, oh, oh great to see Shaq again. But things can change ever so slightly. I mean, I, I think the problem is, you, I think like people like David, Tanya did not have, even though he's coming as a bombshell, he's not had a lot of airtime yet properly. And the editing mm. can absolutely crucify people in this this show where they might be fantastic. Like say you watch the the after sun, the, the other bits, whatever it is, the extra. And it's brilliant. And mm. everyone's having a great laugh, but you don't see that. And you, and some of them are just like peripheral figures. You always get the Casa more people where one or two of the Casa more people you do not see from the, the minute they go in there to the yeah. minute they get kicked out. And they're just... In the background, we found that out last year with Andrew, where apparently he got with one of the other girls and was all over it, but we never saw that edit. And he ended up get, getting with, you know, what a sucky tit or whatever woman uh, last time. So it's... Uh, whatever. <laughs> or whatever, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think you're right. Zara and David have got to do what they do. There was a little bit of pushback on that one because Zara, as you say, pulled Kai, but then Tanyelle... Dave, I tell you what, Kai, whatever I think is Kai, I think there's going to be problems there. She openly admitted that she's possessive. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Yeah. Honestly, that, that was a weird interaction, that, wasn't it? Because, okay, we know that a lot of it gets edited out, so there could be a whole bunch of interactions. But to suddenly, out of nowhere, Chris, we're on day fucking four. Out of nowhere, just go on about how fucking jealous you are. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell, this is Glen Coast, close territory, this one. So, yeah, yeah I, I think you should just run for the fucking hills, to be honest. She's a beautiful girl, but fucking hell, that was, that was trouble in that scene. <laughs> just a little bit, Dave. But you know what I did like, Dave? When Zara was with Will, and it was so fucking cringe. And obviously, she's a bit of a... Uh, extrovert, he's obviously an extrovert as well. And when she got up dancing on that like puffet thing and they were acting like, I don't know what it was, it was so bizarre. And he was trying, he's just a triad and he's trying his hardest now to get he is coupled up. Johnny triad. He, he is in it. He, he, he's not in there for the relationship, he's in there for this exposure. And I've got to say, Dave, I posted it in Discord tonight. There's a video <laughs> that was all over social media yesterday of Will talking like he's fucking Steve Irwin. What he does is he's there in his farm 
and he's got shorts on, you know, the steel toe. He's got like a bit of a jacket on and he's chatting away to the camera like Steve Irwin. And he's like, yeah, um, this sheep's been uh, stranded here. We've got to rescue it. No, if you see a stranded animal in desperation, you don't then go and grab your camera crew and stand there explaining to the audience how you're going to rescue and making yourself look like a good guy. Because one of his first lines is, well, we're going to have to get in. They're going to have to take me top off. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because when you're rescuing something, you, you obviously think all this out when you're going to rescue a distressed animal. It looked to me, Dave, like he pushed the animal in the fucking puddle to me. And the animal's looking at him as if to say, are you going to get me out or something, you tosser? You fucking pushed me in here. Just for clicks. It was so fucking fake for me. And a lot of his videos that I've seen go down the same route, but people lap it up, Dave. I'm not saying all of them are fake, but that, that one is terrible because it's like, you've got a distressed animal. Don't make it more distressed by talking a load of bullshit like you fucking David Attenborough or something. Get the fucking sheep out. It was really <laughs> fake. I'm sorry, it was. <laughs> it was very, very set up, wasn't it? And there was something, because I hadn't seen it until you sent it tonight, and I was looking, like, where the sheep is, it, it just... It seemed very unlikely. It's almost like if it if it was in a pool, it'd be right at the edge of the pool. Yeah. So right at the point where it's very easy to just kind of reach over and pull it out of the mud onto the, the more dry bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just... It, it seemed like the sheep had got stuck in the perfect camera position. You know what I mean? It, it was just... It looked very, very set up for me. And we, we hadn't discussed it before you posted it, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's fucking set up, that is. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he's that in here. Yeah, we're going to rescue this fucking distressed sheep. All right, just fucking rescue it, mate. I don't get my camera out when you... <laughs> No, I mean, fucking dogs out walking and he gets stuck somewhere. The first thing I think is, hang on, I need to post this on fucking TikTok, Dave. <laughs> so, like yeah. Say, it's the fact that he's got someone else there with him. You know, he's not just... He's not just stumbled across in the fucking uh, wherever he is. You know, it's not. It's hardly like the Australian outback, is it? It's, it's on his farm, uh, and it's like it's not even a shaky cam. It's not like you yeah. know, I'll just set up my iPhone here or something. You know, it's like proper. You can see someone's holding it and stuff. Absolute bollocks. But Chris, I, I can't decide. I, I said I think he'll be gone in week one or two. Yeah, I think, I think so. the fact that he is a Johnny Triad and he's so it's fucking hopeless at it. I just don't see anything that he's not even like, you know, like Anton. I keep going back to him, but, you know, you could see why girls would fancy him and stuff. There is there's just nothing really I see about Will that makes me think someone would want to genuinely couple up with him. But. I'm starting to enjoy his failures. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I might be coming round there. I think, I think the thing is though, Dave, he's like, he, he doesn't, to me, he doesn't suit Love Island. I think he's a contestant, maybe on maths or maybe on like, even someone like, you know, the dating show with uh, Fred, you know, where they go and have a meal and mm. everything, you know, I know it's celebs go date, but you know, whatever it is that, like that, that that one, uh, first date, first date, first date, that. yeah, so, and, and that's an interesting one because he he seems legitimately on a different plane to everyone else, not in a bad way. Just he's there for what he can do, and I know they're all there for that. But I, I, that you say, he just 
it's just not going to work out for him. I think you're right. He's either going to be friend island and go quite far and everyone just lets him in because they like him and he's the entertainment and stuff, which we've seen in the past, or he'll be straight away out from the get-go. So let's see. Let's see. It's, it's an interesting pick for the show, if I'm being honest. I mean, let's face it, Chris. I mean, this might be the cynic in me talking, but just imagine if he let it slip that he's got a million Instagram followers. Well, yeah, exactly. That would be, uh, you know, a tactical coupling, wouldn't it? Well, straight away, Dave, you know full well these people are so fucking, you know, follower-hungry, aren't they, and all that it comes to. Yeah. We know that. Yeah, you're right. That's a, You know what? That's a very good take on it, Dave. Whether He might have already said it, but they've just not shown well, thank it. You very much. Yeah, I'll, I'll appreciate that. I'll let, you, I'll let you have that one win of the series, Dave. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> I'm still laughing about you yesterday with my fucking reality radar and you were like well you've just picked two of the most obvious fucking things <laughs> I think the sky is going to be blue tomorrow <laughs> again it's not I, I think my I mean we're only in week one but um, I, I think my highlight from you this this week so far this season is confidently going on about Ron was a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> like, Everyone's you know, having a go at me. He is. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's the fact having that a go at me. on Discord tonight, Rob. It's just a double <laughs> fucking fuck up, isn't it? So. Yeah, which you wouldn't fucking stop going on about Rob the boxer. Right, anyway. So, Dave, we but finally. They, right, go on, go on, go on. No, no, I mean, before we get to the final bit, I mean, can we just stick on Ron for a bit? Because I, I've said from probably day two that there's just something a bit off. And obviously, we had the voicemail from Joey as well. And she, she was saying that, you know, he's playing this game and stuff. But. There is something about Ron that just winds me up. And it's every bit of dialogue. Like I say, he's trying to act like the agony ants. And every bit of dialogue feels like he's kind of giving the side eye to the camera. Like he's sort of having the conversation with the person. But he's also having it with the camera as well. Like with the advice that he's giving out and stuff like that. It just... There's something about him. And talk about fucking flaky you know he's talking about oh yeah totally i'm all in there with lana oh maybe not <laughs> you know maybe my head can turn on day two you know so yeah I, i'm just not like at all and yet on day one i thought he came across as a really nice bloke but i think i think he's a fake nice guy yeah i think so i think he could be end up being a bit of a baddie and, I, and i've come to a theory dave i wanted to discuss this about David and Zara. And this is something on Love Island, which obviously you know that these relationships are pretty much fucking dead in the water. They're fake anyway. Them two bombshells have come in and they're obviously going to have the choice to make, aren't they, in a day or so who they've got to pick, right? So he's going to split mm -hmm. the two couples up. What the fuck would the show do if they all of a sudden, because it's so bullshit, they all of a sudden started liking each other. And they were like, you know, David went, I'm going to pick Zara. You won't be able to do it, would you, because of the format of the show? So obviously, I've just... It was someone I was about the other day, and I'm thinking, we need to discuss that, because you've never seen two bombshells come in and like each other. Do you know what I mean? That's why you know a lot of these relationships are fake. I think it could happen, just not... Not now. They've come in with the brief. They have to pick someone. And they've got a free hit, haven't they, this week? So they're going to pick someone. They're going to split someone up. Now, it's not out of the realms of possibility that from next week 
because they keep having these little side chats and stuff, that they get to, through these side chats, you know, about what their tactics are, who, you know, what's going on in the villa and stuff, what the vibe is. It's not inconceivable that they could end up looking at each other. But I think that could happen, just not this week. Yeah. Yeah, it just comes to me as just like, well, we we know that basically saying you're off limits to each other as a couple, I suppose, but it ruins <laughs> the format, wouldn't it? be even better if David was like, you know what, I fancy Maya Jama much more than you lot, so <laughs> Maya, should we do this or what? You know, I'm just not interested in this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any chance? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, my um, God. Yeah, we've been dying to get into this, Chris, so... I must admit, I mean, we've we've managed to talk about half talking points for most of this episode. And, and when it's getting to the end of the episode, I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Even though I'd said yesterday, I fully predict Thursday's episode to be quite lukewarm as well. And then maybe they might give us a bit of drama. I think it'll be a cliffhanger on Friday. I think it'll come down to the couplings and like, who are they going to you know? the leaves over the weekend with that thought but we did right at the end get a little drama out of the beer pong game didn't we oh we did dave we did my friend so i was watching i told you sam's out the game and then she, she could hear i'd be earphones she's like well, what's going on here because i sort of sat up you know like we were watching it as i ended up watching it on my phone it was like it's kicked off she went what when it's kicked off she went oh hang on a minute she's she gets her, she wants to then see it, Dale. I'm getting her back in. I'm reeling her back in. <laughs> and she went, Is that it? I went, Hang on. I said, We've been scratching around for fucking scraps all week. This is it. This is it. But so Harris again, he said a few comments, didn't he? You know, about some of the, with Shaq and so, well, it wasn't actually Shaq, but Shaq just laid into him, didn't he? And just said to him, like, What the fuck's got to do with you again? You're off again. And then it kicked off. They had to be split up, Dave. And I thought, Oh, here we go. I thought, Here we go. Yeah. But then it goes off the bastards. But yeah. I was back in at that point. I've been quite lukewarm on what we've seen so far this week, but just seeing that little bit of tension, which it may be that within two minutes of this next episode, obviously the producer probably stepped in and said, well, you can't basically start fighting each other. The tension may evaporate, but for this whole thing of the next episode and waiting, I'm hoping that when we see the first look, it kicks off again, Dave, because Harris was not <laughs> backing down there, Dave, at all, was he? Shaq was having none of it. He's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. We're on. <laughs> for, oh, it's going to be a yeah. punch-up. Fucking Harris, he needs to wind his fucking neck in, doesn't he? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> but, I mean, building up to that, what you'd had, I mean, you could see something was going to happen. And we'll get to the girls as well, because I actually thought the first thing that got me in before the boys started kicking off was what happened with the girls. But I'll come back to that as we've gone to the boys. So, basically, because, like, David kept going in for the kiss. And and as far as Shaq's concerned, you know, he had to wait a little bit to get his kiss from Tanya. Yeah. And let's face it again, still week one, mate. So it's not that long. But because it's, for me, it's different. When you're in a challenge situation, like all bets are off. You can't be getting put out. You're on fucking Love Island. You're playing the games. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit in the corner and, and not fucking play. So, for me, it's, it's slightly different rules when you're kissing inside the challenge and you're 
against an outsider challenge. So, you know, he had had a little kiss eventually, but, you know, he, he thinks like he's had to work hard for it. Whereas because David kept going in for the kiss with Tanya whenever he had a chance, you could see Shaq was getting more and more wound up by it. But again, it's all like in a challenge. And so I just think they need to chill out about, about it. But the fact that they do get wound up just makes for a bit of better TV for me. <laughs> so I think <laughs> as much as I, I don't particularly like Harris, I, I, like I say, I think he needs to wind his neck in. You can see him being really fucking annoying. Uh, and so because Shaq was so wound up, I think from that game, I think he just had enough in that moment from Harris. And so, you know, when, you know what it's like, Chris, when you get people and they're just fucking sticking their nose in, stirring the shit. If you've got enough energy in not bad mood, you can put up with that shit and you can just swallow it and just bite your lip and get on with it. But when you're wound up already, it's just like, oh, fuck off. So I can kind of, I can see how it all happened. But, But then it all happened so quick. I was like, did I did I miss something? Like what actually happened? Because it didn't seem like we got the full cut. We, you couldn't really tell what Harris had said to piss Shaq off there. No, I, I'm with you on that. Because when I watched it again with Sam, I was thinking, I don't think he's done a lot wrong there. So I, whether it was a, a look or something he did that we didn't see, because he would do quite zoomed out, one because he concentrated more yeah. on the girls, going, "Whoa, calm down, calm down." And then all uh, good thing was all the guys stepped in. I'm pretty sure. They have security and stuff there as well, because we've seen that with the Aussie one, didn't they, where they had to step in and that, even though there was a punch-up between, uh, what's he called, Grant Crap. <laughs> is it? it Grant Crap and Eden, was it? Eden, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, their shirts were torn to shreds. They were like fucking Fred Flintstone or something, so you could tell <laughs> something happened. Whereas with this one, it's fucking handbags, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nothing. It's, it's, I don't think it'll carry on, Dave, because they seem to sort of nip this sort of thing in the bud, don't we? Because it's bad PR. But for, for us, the, list, the listeners, the people watching it, you want a bit of tension, don't you? You want a yeah. bit of summer. I do. I, mean, I genuinely want this, like where people get... Because what happens, what frustrates me is when we as the audience see on these shows how bad some of these people are acting, but the, the, the friends enable it, don't they, carry on. I mean, look at Olivia on mm. maths. A fucking behaviour was disgraced from that Australian one. Yeah. And they had people, Sam and that, who were actually letting her get away with it and were sort of going against the other girls like yeah. it was their fault. And it was like, no, she's fucking horrible. But you're enabling this this person who, she was fantastic, probably one of the best baddies ever on a reality show. She's got to be one of the best ever. Uh, and, and she went, didn't she? She's Dominica. got God tier, isn't she? God tier, baddie. Yeah, God tier, without a doubt. <laughs> God tier, baddie. And you need people like that. And I'm sure we'll get that when the Aussie one comes on. So you do need these sort of Harris, if he's going to be a little bit tetchy and cause a few bits of shit and that, when they go, I do it. I'm like, right, get them off, get them off. And he's on Big Brother. He's tossing you, voting against them. But once they leave, the show becomes shit. Mm, so you need, you do yeah, need yeah. that. Whatever we say, you do need that. So let's see, Dave. But yeah, just enough for me to sit up and go, oh, I'm in. I'm back in. This is what we needed. We needed just a little bit attention. Yeah, but but you know, and and I tell you, the the fact that there's a one drink policy or whatever it is now, <laughs> and not much it. alcohol, that that sort of helped it get diffused quite quickly. But you can tell Harris will not forget this. No, this will not be put to bed. 
This will always be there. So I, I, I'm interested to see how that plays out. But, um, Chris, before that, I thought the, the thing that pulled me back into the series, to be honest, happened before that. Because this was just blokes being dickheads. Before that, though, you had the proper Love Island uh, seed of drama be planted. Because in the beer pong game, again, you... And it's all a challenge, so it's all a bit silly and stuff. But it's when Zara gets the question, or, or she gets the challenge, to kiss on both cheeks uh, the person who's most two-faced. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as oh, that yeah. is read out, you're thinking, oh, shit, you best play this right. And we've just covered, in fact, it's not out yet, is it? But it'll be out in a couple of weeks, I think. Goodfellas. And it's all that mafiosa stuff, isn't it? You know, and all that etiquette, kissing on both cheeks and whatever. And I thought, <laughs> oh, choose wisely. And she goes straight to Olivia. And she does not like that, does she? And then, you know, she's rallying all the girls as well. They're talking about, oh, she should. I think Danielle's saying, oh, she should have just picked one of the boys. Like, it's this massive fucking thing. <laughs> and this is the this is the storm in a teacup type of drama that I quite like. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. And just, it, it, it's funny though, because I think when, <laughs> when you get this drama and, and funny enough, Dave, as you were just chatting, I was just replaying that scene with uh, Harris and Shaq. And it's actually, sh Harris tells him to shut the fuck up to Shaq because mm -hmm. Harris is winding David and Shaq up saying, I was the kiss, you know, knowing they're going to get re reaction. That's why Shaq says to him, you fucking, you know, you do this all the time and he tells Shaq to shut the mm. fuck up and then that's how it all erupts. But but I think what what I found weird about the Two-Face thing was, Dave, and we've, we've only got this off our good friends on Discord, Olivia and Zara know each other, Dave, but they're yeah. pretending that they don't know each other. Yeah, there's been posts yeah. on social media. So it, this is what pisses me off about these shows and the lying. We saw it, that Aussie one that time, didn't we? The Australian Love Island Series 2 where there was the two contestants, there was a girl and a lad, they were under the same age that they're having a yeah, meal in the restaurant. Yeah. About two months before, not once in the show did they acknowledge they knew each other or, or anything. They actually acted like they'd never met each other when they first thing So this is why I'm sceptical, Dave. And like you, someone said, like you said it to me, maybe that's why she was pissed off because they know each other. And yeah. I just don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it, it's it, that's what annoys me about this. Social media is all our friends, but also people snoop, Dave. There's always a bit of tea. Someone finds something, don't they? So, yeah, yeah that's, that's why I don't really buy half of that stuff. I'd say, what do you reckon? Maybe somewhere between 60 to 80% of this lot know each other already. Yes. Like, you, you, can't be, you can't be in such a massive circle. You know, it's not like just random people from the UK. It's like any little niche area, isn't it? It's like this kind of... Because it's all influencers now, isn't it? There, yeah. There's no one actually there, quote-unquote, for the right reasons. They, these are all influencers. So they must know each other, I'm sure. You know, yeah. and you see it on yeah. maths and stuff as well. It's just like... I can't remember the, the example now, but, you know, someone said, oh, yeah, I think I slid into their DMs. <laughs> yeah. um, it was on the, not last season, I think it was the season before that uh, on maths, wasn't it? But, yeah, it's just, I try, I try and park that, Chris, because if I think about it too deeply, 
then it just puts me off the show because it, it, you might as well watch Towie or something like that. You know, you might as well watch something scripted. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I know Olivia's popped up at EastEnders this last week as a as in one of the scenes, and it's front and center on her. I don't know where Olivia. Olivia off this Love Island. Oh, this this uh, Olivia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's just popped up because she's a background artist on EastEnders, and it's quite a prominent shot. I saw it on social media, but but also as well. Olivia's friends with Sam Frears and Billy Frears. Now, I, we watch their shows, me and Sam. They're off Tower. So Essex Girl, David's mm. an Essex lad. They've all know each other. They'll all yeah. be putting words in with different people to get them on. It's, it's not rocket science. It's very, very insulated, isn't it, together. It's like a, once you're in, you're in sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. I, look, it's a fucking easier way to do it than actually going and working nine to five, isn't it? If you can earn all that <laughs> money, you're going to earn more money doing this if you get the right deals and agent and everything so I, I sort of understand it yeah i i guess it's just not not to get too serious we're in, we're in week one but you think uh, if you're living such a superficial existence that basically like you're you're a quote-unquote influencer because you you post pictures of yourself in a bikini or something right so you get loads of follows loads of likes it just seems like such a superficial existence to me that that is very precarious. You know, we all get older, and I don't know. I, I, I think in the earlier seasons, when you had real people with real jobs, and then the fame kind of comes as a like a byproduct, but you actually genuinely wanted to go on the show. I think that's one thing. Whereas. You know, if someone's genuinely coming on it to grow their following and, and live off this narcissistic lifestyle, it, it just, it, it troubles me a bit. You know, there, there's some negative history with the show and stuff as well. And I just think the trend of getting more of these types of people on, like they're, they're very kind of superficial influences, I, I just feel like it, it just could end up badly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair comment. And like I say, it's not to be too serious, but it is points that need raising about the shows that we watch. Especially this. this, this you know, we've seen it, haven't we, over the years. It can take a sinister turn, unfortunately. Once that fame, mm. that fame actually subsides, it's a hell of a way to come back. And there's a great documentary, by the way, on YouTube. I'll have to try and post it in the Facebook group. Regard, I think this one may have already done it, actually. But regarding life after Love Island, it's called. It's about mm. 45 minutes, and it's some of the oh, contestants. What, what is that on again? I, I need to watch uh, that. YouTube. On YouTube. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely have to watch that because it, it, it is troubling. Because, I, I mean, ultimately, like I say, if you've not got something behind you. I mean, Chris, the, these people can put on makeup unbelievably, even the blokes. And then, yeah. you know, dress themselves to look absolutely pristine because you, you, you contrast, you know, how they look in the evenings to when they wake up in the morning. It's, it's night and day and you think, fucking all that. That does take genuine skill to get yourself presented in that way. You know, yeah. it's a skill I don't have. But <laughs> let's say the followers do dry up, or, or you know, what for, for, for whatever reason people start dropping off and the fame starts dropping off. What, what are you actually fucking left with? Well, yeah. I can put my makeup on really well. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> so I, I, I just 
it's just interesting. I still think, I still wonder. I'd love to see the viewing figures on this. But because you've got more influencers, or, or maybe it's us, Chris. Maybe we're just too fucking old and too cynical. And we watch this and, and we're, you know, we know the types of people who are coming on the show now versus, you know, a few seasons ago that, you know, it's, it, it's all, it invites a bit more cynicism. Whereas I suppose if you're a casual watcher, you know, and you just like to embrace the whole thing. Maybe you just immerse yourself and you don't actually care that they're trying to grow their Instagram following. You're invested in the drama. You're invested in their uh, quote-unquote love journey, Chris. (laughs) That sounds very fucking wrong, Dave, but love journey. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes Dr. Love. (laughs) (laughs) Right, anyway. (laughs) We're definitely showing our percent of people are not going to get that reference. Sorry, on no. the VHS Strikes Back, we've just reviewed Earth Girls Are Easy, and, and that's one of the cheesiest lines in that. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't go. watch it. There you go. Uh, massive thanks, everyone, as always. Uh, we're going into the weekend. We've got another episode to uh, sort of close off the week, and then I think we get a day off, Dave, because it's six days this bloody thing's on. But the. Uh, Behind the scenes stuff, I think, starts Saturday in the UK and ITV2 as well. So if you do get a chance, that's usually a more Seen enjoyable show, to be honest. Chris. You, unseen, that's it, Dave. That's the one. That's what I meant. Uh, anyway, if you want to be. Are you having a stroke or something? <laughs> no. <Right>. Anyway. <laughs> Stop it. So. Um, I've lost my trailer for us. So if you want to email us, cdrealitycast.gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media at cdrealitycast, please go over to Facebook, Chris and Day's Reality TV Cast, and uh, get over there. Big thanks to Charlene, as always. Uh, if you do want to support us a little bit more, get up to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. So today's roll call of honor is uh, Ken Gustafson, Luke Lou Green, Lauren, Tracy, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Joanna, Brianna, Helen, Keith, Michelle, Gillian, Zoe, Kristen, Maggie, Annabeth, Kate, Megan, and Cassie. So thank you so much, guys. We do really, really appreciate all your support. And uh, good stuff, Dave. So we survived four Daves. Uh, Daves? We survived four Daves, <laughs> have we? Uh, and we're going into the weekend. So it's week one of eight out of the way, Dave, just to sort of cheer you up there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Almost there. Almost awesome. at the end. Of week one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like I say, I'm expecting a bit more drama tonight, Chris. Not just the fallout of what we saw tonight, but you know, maybe a little bit more to see us into the weekend. So I'm, I'm a little bit optimistic about what week two will look like. That's but thank awesome. you very much, sir. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to all our supporters. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.